brand new episode of the Ready Fox Show. It's a new year. It's 2020. And I got uh, someone that I've known for years and years and have done stuff with him in the past and just admired your work, DJ Channel 9. Yeah. <laughs> in the building. Happy Ooh. New Year, bro. Happy New Year. Yeah. It's the first one for the year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was going to say, um, <clears throat> everyone has this uh, thing about what's the rule? When when are you supposed to stop saying Happy New Year? <laughs> oh, I think it stops like soon, like within another couple of days. I would think so. Yeah, I think like you give a good week and then you have those little birthday filters. People go, oh, yeah, my birthday was just here. So you give them a little Happy New Year, Happy Birthday, and then that's it. Move I, on. I think it should be that um as long as it's when the january yes and you're seeing the person for the first time you should say it still say happy you should still say happy happy new year i don't know some people feel like you know what after two weeks no but you are right though because i'll run into people in february and i'm like oh i haven't seen you a happy new year you know right 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 i haven't seen you but right in summertime that will that will stop though you'll make it as a joke (laughs) if you're still if you're still saying summertime then there's a problem yeah there's a definite problem so 100 problem oh man i'm very happy dj channel nine is in the building we're going to talk about your career and all everything you're doing and just how you got started and just what you think of the dj game in general so um let me take care of some business real quick uh every saturday on vibe 105 which we're both on yeah um i'm doing hashtag with a solitaire miss misha gay no better nina's there it's called hashtag and we talk about politics and social issues and all that good stuff every saturday 10 a.m on vibe 105 i'm djing the first friday of every month at z80 arcade bar on danforth right beside danforth music hall and i will be djing actually at a new spot here in the young and eglinton um area called smoke show i will give you more details about that in the future and i am co-hosting on a new podcast now the honey wagon podcast well, look at you yes which is a movie podcast Ooh. so that is hosted by andy it was myself and lou and we just talk about movies and we will be dropping a new episode soon because the oscars just uh, nominations just came out yes yeah so are you a big movie person i'm a movie person but i don't really follow too much and me and Mel were actually having this conversation, just the Oscar, Golden Globe. We're just like, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's we'll, cool. we'll watch movies, though. Okay. So yeah. for now, let's get into it. We are talking to DJ Channel 9 right here on the Ready Fox Show. Recorded live from Midtown Toronto, it's the Ready Fox Show. And now here's DJ Ready Fox. Yeah, that's me. I love this intro. <laughs> oh, you like it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just hoping uh, J. Cole doesn't sue me. (laughs) (laughs) Channel 9, man. What's good, bro? I'm good, man. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Like I said, when I started doing this podcast, I was like, I I had a list. I I started out, I made a whole list of all the DJs that I was going to talk to, and you were among the top of the list of the DJs that I wanted to talk to. So what's going on with you these days? Um, Of course, you're doing Studio B. Studio B has been... um, at the forefront of everything right now, we've just been doing that. And of course, still um, bouncing between clubs and little corporate events here and there and stuff. We don't gloss over things. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, is... everyone always says that with me. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you just, I'm like, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. gloss over things. And here's here I am completely unprepared. I had my um, show prep document all set ready to go and i don't have it open so i'm working to open that right now but um what do you guys have planned for the show tomorrow for anyone listening right now we're recording on a monday tomorrow we have um our first guests for the season our first guests for 
2020 Lady Pista, DJ Lady Pista is coming through. Okay. She's um DJ artist, all the above, like a package deal. Okay. Um, is she going to be DJing on the show? She's going to be DJing. We're going to interview her, talk to her, talk to her about her music and stuff. Right. So uh, South Asian DJ, but she does um she does a lot of stuff. Right? Okay. Right? So I've been kind of... um. I met her through, actually, I met her sister, then she told me, oh, my sister DJ, oh, really? So she was in England, so she came over, she came back to Toronto, um, me and her have been talking, so me and her have just been, you know, just talking, getting to know each other, I'm going to bring on the show tomorrow, and we're going to learn more about her as well. Dope. So. Dope. It's good. How long do you guys give uh, your guests usually for spinning a set? Like uh, um, Just a half, we'll do a half an hour, okay. right? They, they get the last part, you know, they, they take the, uh, what do you call it, the... Uh, we give them the last baton, right, <laughs> take it right. right to the finish line, right. and then that's it. How right? do you guys so, usually go in terms of, does Mel go first? Do you go first? We just switch it up. We're just right. depending on the mood, how it goes. Like right. She's like, Mel would usually start it off, but then, then I'll end it. Or then Mel would like, oh, do you want to start today? I go, whatever, Mel. Um, throw me in whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. How much uh, pre-planning do you do in terms of what you're going to, do you kind of just wing it? We just wing it. Actually, yeah. yeah. We, we we know what guests are coming, and then we'll have our preparation once they're there. But I just so, mean in terms of your DJ set. DJ set. Oh, always wing it. You just I always, always wing, wing it. it. Never. See, when I um when I was covering for Scratch a couple of times on Flow, yes, I I was nervous to like especially for the first few times oh, where yeah. he was away. Like he was doing all three mix shows when Flow had first started. That's he was right. Doing the midday plus the traffic flow. And then the 7 o'clock show. Yes. And then he was gone for a week, and I had to do all of the shows to cover for him. A, I was nervous, but more so, especially for the Traffic Flow Mix show, the 5 o'clock time, that felt like real yeah, because prime there was time. a lot of people in Yeah, there, people right? are in their cars going home from work, so I just knew everyone in the city was listening. I thought out those sets. Yeah. <laughs> like, Well, you have to. During those, <laughs> those points, you have to. And for me, because... And that's what you're saying. While you were doing that time at um, the Traffic Flow Big right. Show at that time, I had the uh, we're, I was doing the Static Show at that time. Right. So our time was 5 o'clock as well, too. Right. So when we were doing it before Flow, so when Flow came in, I had to make sure I was religiously there before 5 o'clock, make right. sure I started the show because I know a lot of people are going to tune into right, right. Flow. So I'm like, okay, uh, we're at a small ba- a small group here so we're competing against this big flow 935 so, but we have to make sure we start our music on point right one voice of wayne williams talking oh yeah once we have music going then yeah we're gonna keep the people right here right right right. so right there it is yeah, so, so but i know exactly what you're saying so competitive it's so competitive <laughs> i love it if you guys want to follow uh channel nine on instagram or twitter it's at dj channel nine and that's all words no numeric no, no numbers we're in there going, we're going straight words so dj channel nine and also uh you've got your you're posting your stuff on static Yes, the Podomatic podcast, right. which um, Podomatic. Yeah. Yes, that came about just because when the radio show finished, a lot of people were like, "Oh, where can we get your mixes?" And I wasn't doing nothing. Right. I would post the mixes I was doing at the show. I would record it. I would go right. and pull it off the um, the machine and bring it home. And I'm just like, "Here, here's the show." Because everyone always calling, "Can we get the show for today? Can we get the show?" Right. So then. I just said, you know what? I'll just start doing mixes and throwing it up on there. And then people started gravitating to it. And I'm like, okay, I guess I got to keep doing this. Right? Are, you, so, are you like putting out a mix on a regular basis now? Like, once Yeah, a week it's or? been, um, I put out the, uh, I did a Nate Dog mix. Uh, I put that one out yesterday. Oh, rest in peace, Nate Yeah, Dog. right. I did one before. That was just like a 20 minute, half an hour. This one's a full hour. I'm only putting like full hour mixes. Okay, so just all like songs featuring all Nate Dog. Nate all, Dog. Uh, all Nate Dog. Right. Like all Nate Dog. You're not hearing, you may hear a few lyrics of like an eight bar of like a person rapping, like a Tupac. 
Tupac or uh, okay. DJ Quick, but it's all hooks Nate oh. Dogg going through. Okay, yeah. He so, was yeah. the king. He was Captain. Yeah, 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 I yeah, called yeah, him Captain Kate. Hook. Yeah, but he was the Captain <laughs> Hook. So I, I did a whole compilation of all hooks just going through. Sick, right? Sick. So I put that out yesterday. So, okay, wicked, wicked. So it's been yeah. 25 years for you now DJing. So, yeah. let, so let's go back to the let's beginning. Oh, yeah, we jumped all the way here. We're going yeah. right back Well, now. we kind of okay. started with what's happening today, but yeah. now, because um, I'd never heard your story. I don't okay. know how you got started or who influenced you or any of that stuff. And oh, yeah. Just reading up to prepare for this conversation, I didn't know your brother was Tona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tona's my bro. And uh, even when he came out, it was one of those things he was just going to do things on his own, right? Which is right. perfect, right? So, and for anybody, I don't know, well, maybe you don't know, I don't want to make any assumptions, but Tona, hip-hop artist, um, he was part of the trio of Natural Born Strangers yes. with Rich Kid and, um, and uh, Adam, Adam Bomb, Bomb. Adam Bomb and yeah. stuff that was well-received. And Tona's just, okay, you know what, here, and this is why I set this up, because I wanted to play this. This is one of, to me, this is one of the most classic, dope hip-hop tracks to come out of Toronto period okay i think i played this song on the um on the podcast before but who cares <laughs> i'm gonna play it again this song is just flames hold on there we go he's got yeah. such a unique oh distinct Jesus. voice too drops on the most thought-provoking shit ever drop in the city and questioning whether they keep falling off or not flames man come up on this one Song about to set it, set it on my kickstand. Don't let it, let it lean. The flow off the swag is mean. They should have never let me in it. Now I'm snatching the cream. Sicker than no average, cause all y'all is average. Which y'all all lack, you never had it. That's little bro. Oh man, that's little bro. That's little bro. Yeah, yeah, little bro. <laughs> I was in the video, I was in that video there. You know what I mean? I was in the background doing my thing. Okay. Actually, he has a new video, actually a new track coming out on Friday. Oh, sick. And um, we did the video in the summertime. He actually called me. I was able to get in that video too. So oh. I was in that video. So that one is fire too. Oh, that one's nice, fire. I must nice. say, well, I'm just saying, cause, not because my bro, but I'm just like, yo, this is this. I love this track. Come on, man. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, if he yeah. wasn't your brother, if you heard that song, would yeah. you be like, yo, you, wouldn't you be playing it? Well, of course. Hey, you know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I went to one of his shows, like, and I'm like, half these people, like, these people here know all these tracks. I'm like, I didn't even know half these lyrics. <laughs> like, but it's, he's in that market, so hats off to him. Yeah, man. No, and so, and that's, like, you guys are a serious music family. Yes. yes. So, okay, Did so. You, you know about my older brother, too, right? Mm, no. My older brother, um, he was from Freaks of Reality. Chilla chilla chilla. So that's my older brother. Holy moly. Yeah, yeah. So he was the dread in the video. It's like, yeah, that's the guy doing this thing. So freaks of reality. So, okay. So <laughs> now you got to <laughs> tell me what it was like in your household. Because clearly music was an important thing in your household yeah, growing it up. It was. It was. Like, um, I started, well, for me and my story, I started um, DJing with my, my father. He was African from Ghana and my mother's from Jamaica. Okay. So we were born in Jane and Finch, right? Living out there. Uh, we were doing all those African parties because there's a whole African market, Jamaican market out there, right? But right. most of the, it was the big African community. So, you know, renting the hall of the uh, the building basement, playing music. So I would just jump in and I'm just like, I'm fading up and down, just right. knowing what songs to play. I'm not even mixing, right? right? Didn't even know what's going on, mixing, fading up and down. Right. So I was just a young kid. Oh, this is his son here just playing music, right? That's all I was doing. Right. So I'm just playing different type of afro b but at that point it was high life right so i'm playing that i'm playing reggae i'm playing calypso i'm playing whole just all diff different genres of music right so after that you know you grow up 
parents got divorced, moved. Okay. And then uh, just picked it back up in uh, elementary high school. Okay. Did it, what, you just, because you missed it? Or? Yeah, I was just always loved DJing. I okay. was just like one of those guys that just loved music. And uh, yeah. and did Tona ever decide to think about Toy with the idea of DJing? Or no, just, I don't he think he was. Always... He was more of just MC, and he used All to right. run around with a whole bunch of kids, and they were um, they were just rapping. There was a whole bunch of them. Great. So, but he continued it on, right? Right. He fully just went off and did his own thing, which was good. Like you know, I just support him any which way he does it. Right. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's dope. That, that, again, you such a obviously yeah, like yeah. you guys are super musically influenced and then you're the first uh, dj crew that you were part of was rock brigade Rock brigade. Rock that brigade. was that was the uh beginning and yeah we still we still talk we still hang out i, I spoke to ray mack on uh the weekend we right. still kick it so um how did it get started well uh, how did you guys rock voltron how did you guys voltron <laughs> yeah. it up like how did you form up rock brigade was already they were already established it was raymond and uh franklin big shout raymond and frank raymond and buddha right. so um when I got into uh, the school, the first person I met was Raymond. He was the first guy that came and talked to me. I went to a new school okay. in Scarborough. He's so friendly, though. Right? He's like, yo, you know what's your name? And I'm, like, yo. I'm like, okay, right? Yo, yo you're going to hang with me, man. This is it. Yo, we're just so like, like right. Raymond's like the Broad Street bully. Yo, right. no, one, no, one, no one can talk to you. Don't worry. I got this, right? So big shout out to Sticks, man. Right. Like, me and him have just been grinding for like 30 years plus, right? So right. we're still going. Um, so he's like, yeah, like we were talking about music and stuff. He goes, yeah, well, I got this crew that whatever. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he brings me to the house. And at that time, Franklin was like, I, he had the turntables and stuff. I'm like, oh, I've never even seen it. Like, you, this is crazy. You didn't have turntables right. at the time? No, we we're just like, yo, you know what I mean? We're listening to mixtapes, just tapes. People like, um, 88.1 were mixing, listening to tapes and stuff. Right. So Franklin had turntables for some, for some reason. I'm like, oh, you have turntables? Cause his brother was collecting music. So right. we used to go over his house, just listen to music, try to mix and stuff. Right. Our craft wasn't good yet, but, you know, right. we're just buying records and just doing stuff like that. Do you still have any of those old tapes? Yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> Funny story. Uh, Joey, the music hoarder, I call him that, okay. he has everything of all the all stuff. I didn't even know. I go, you still have all my mixtapes? He goes, oh, I have everything. Oh. I was like, what? He has flyers, mixtapes, drops. Oh, he's the of archivist like, of the... He of the, has everything right. that we've done together. Because us and Soundcast, we're just like one big family. We're right. always hung out tight. A lot of people don't really know that, right? They'll just, they hear a sound quest, but right. we're just, we're with them through everything. Okay, really? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sound quest. Yeah, big shouts to Max and um, yeah, Max, Boogie Man. Boogie, yeah, Max, yeah, and Boogie was the one who I was really close with because we were just do, do, doing stuff together, right? right? How, much, how much of an influence did he have on your coming up as a DJ? I think we both had influence on each other. Right, Yeah, okay. we both had influence because I was doing live to ears first. Right. On uh, BLK. Okay. I was doing those live to ears first. So then they asked me, they're like, you're like, how's it going? I go, yeah, it's good, but you know what? This is kind of, you know, it was a lot of work for me, one alone. So I'm right. like, they're like, yo, do you want to bring in someone? I go, yeah, I want to bring in my partner, Boogeyman. Okay. And they're just like, oh, Boogeyman. So they never heard of him. I'm like, yo, trust me. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I brought him in. So then me and him Sick. started doing live to ears together, right? right? So we were just working as a team. So Dope. then it just kept going and going. Like I was with every weekend, me and Boogeyman were together. We talked on the phone. Okay, we'll pick you up now because we just roll down together. Right. It's because, yeah, we just load up the crates in the car, go to Berlin, Manhattan right. Fuel 7, all the places, just doing all the live to ears. Right. But it worked out because when Flo came in, he was there only wanted like flow DJs doing their live to airs. Right. So he's the one that co-signed for me to go on there. So we we like, scratched his back, he scratched mine. Sure, so of course. It all came back together. So of course. 
that's why that guy's always been great. So me and him were just, we influenced each other. And, you know, when you're DJing with a guy like that, your game has to, we both have to step up both of our games. Yeah, no. Boogie Man, I've always said he's one of the DJs that's influenced me. Oh, yeah. A a lot. He's given me a lot of advice over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he doesn't sugarcoat it either. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing at all. When he's telling you something, and he knows he's saying it with the best of intentions, because he's wanting to help you, but there's no... There's no filter. There's no (laughs) niceties about it. He just gives it to you raw, and he's just like, this is what you need to do. This is what you're doing wrong, or whatever. Oh, yeah, me and him always had like no arguments, but we always had disagreements at the <laughs> night. But you know, it was all love. We we always, we always come call the next day right. how the night go, like you know what we had to do, like to make it go this way and whatever. Right. But it was good. Like I loved. I, that's why I miss about him because we'd always call and say, "Okay, you bring reggae tonight. You bring this tonight, and right. that's it." Yeah, it doesn't. It's not really like that anymore no, now, you, right? Yeah, we just have your laptop. Every, you yeah, go. you have your laptop. You have everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, you were DJing on the Static Radio Show between '92 yeah, and, and 2010, right? Yeah. The only reason why it stopped was because they lost their um, they lost their license. Because I was only going to go for 20 years, and that's it. Right. I only went 18. Right, yeah, though. So, yeah, what yeah. a quitter you are. You're, yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> you're such a quitter. Like, yeah, you can't went, stick to anything. I already went 18. So, oh, I was man. like, I was trying to get to 20. I go, let me get to 20, and that's it. <laughs> Didn't happen. So. Oh, man, some things happen. Yeah. Um, and just over the course of your career, uh, you've interviewed a lot of musicians or yeah. DJ with a lot of Outcast, Pete Rock, yeah, Outcast, Cardinal, Pete Rock. Maestro, Socrates. Old dirty bastard. Old dirty bastard. Tell, please tell me about that. What kind? Of, that guy's crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Rest in peace, rest in peace, ODB. But he looked crazy. I he mean, was he was. I don't think he was faking it. No, he wasn't. He's just. He's just. As you see him on TV, that's how he is. He's so, just like that. How did that? How, what was that? What What was that experience like? Because a lot of a lot of people can say that they got an opportunity to interview old dirty bastard. No, it was. Uh, he was it was really good because we're like we're seeing this guy oh we got these Wu Tang members coming in what so he came in with his crew like he just had his own separate crew coming in right um the interview just went like he was just wiling out like yeah give me the instrumental and he was just like doing his whole thing right right but uh he was cool really nice guy really right. cool but yeah. you know that was that was him he was yeah. just out there yeah he was crazy, just right? out there right yeah. so do you have a favorite interview outcast Outcast. Hands down. Oh, really? Hotcast, so was, hands down. was it both Andre and Big Boy? Andre 3000. Yeah, both of them. Okay. Both of them were there. And what, and what makes it so memorable for you? Because those guys were just so personable. They listened to everything you talked to. Because right. I was asking them about when their album came out. I can't remember which album. But right. I had a mixtape and I'm like, I asked them, I go, I go to Andre. I go, Andre, how come you didn't put this song on there? Um, West Savannah. And he goes to Big, he goes, you see, I told you you should put that on there, man. <laughs> and he goes, yo, he goes, tell him what you just told me. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I told him that. But those guys are really down to earth. Right. Like Andre 2000, down to earth. Right. Big boy, down to earth. Amazing guys. Did you just see this recently to some, I think he did an interview with um, Rick Rubin. Yes. something where they sat down together. But he was saying that he doesn't really feel confident enough at the moment today to put out new music right oh, now. Can you believe that? He's one of my top. He's in he's in my top for sure of rappers. Oh, really? He's, he's in there. Top five? I don't know if he's top. He's in the 10 for sure. Okay. He's in the 10 can for sure. Can you give me a few oh. more names you of see, your top it, 10? It kind of changes, but... Yeah, of course it changes. G-Rap, Scarface. And you know what? When I do my top five now, I, I exclude... Jigga, Nas, Biggie, because those they're already in there. They're on an old league of their own. They're on their own island. Right. They're on their own island. Okay. So, but I put, of course, G-Rap, Kane... Um, of course, Scarface was what I said earlier. Yeah. Three thousand. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm putting <sighs> you on the spot. Yeah, you did. You did. You got me there. Yeah. You got me. Would, as, as I'm going on, I'm going to keep going. Right would you now. say Jay-Z is the greatest hip-hop artist of all time? Um, Most successful? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> lyrically, he's dope. Like, you know what I mean? When you listen to underground Jay-Z, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like... My favorite track of Jay-Z is Friend or Full, right. Friend or Full 98. I still oh. feel like you're hedging right now, though. So you, don't, you still don't want to give him greatest of all time, though, from the way, just the impression I'm getting right now. Um, it's just because I'm of hip-hop, like, when hip-hop was, like, early 80s hip-hop. So I've been hip-hop from there. So okay. I'm listening to those guys, and I'm like, you know what I mean? Those are my... But Jay-Z fully flipped the script the way uh, rappers rap today. Like, he's, like... He can go. He's in all genres. Like he can go float in any genre and kill it. Yeah. Personally, I just feel like it's it's um, it's not a it's not even an argument anymore at this point. No. That he's the greatest. Oh no. Greatest hip hop artist of all time, just for the longevity. Oh yeah. And how successful he's been. Like like there are guys like LL Cool J has been in the game longer than he has. But yes. His relevancy isn't what it is. Is obviously Jay Z still so, to this day. Point the question that okay. Jay Z put out a song tomorrow. And there's a whole bunch of songs out. What song are you going to go listen to first? Like, exactly. That's the first one I'm going to go click to. Of course. I don't want to hear what, whatever whatever else. No, I'm going to click to that. Right now, right. there's only, I think, three hip-hop artists that I want to say that um, if they're putting out an album, no questions asked. I'm just going to go listen to it immediately. Yeah. And that's Jay-Z, J. Cole, yeah. and Kendrick. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, like those three. It doesn't matter. I don't care. If they drop it at midnight, I'm listening at 1201. Yeah, 100%. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm going there. And, and, of course, there's a lot of underground all this. Like, Little Brother, their album came out. They even hear it. Bought it right away. Right. Right away bought it. Right. And I'm like, amazing album. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, okay, just, again, going back sort of to the beginning. Yeah. Why? How, how did you land on the name Channel 9? That was all Raymond, too. <laughs> that was Raymond. How so? <laughs> that was, like, the funniest story ever because we were just like, yeah, we're going to have this crew. Because he had this vision. He goes, we're going to have a DJ crew. I'm going to be Sticks. This is Buddha. You're going to be like the Channel 9. That's you, man. <laughs> so that's how it came up. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's roll with it. <laughs> right? And then even I've been wanting to change it for so long, but because I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to ride this out and see how far I can get with this thing. To this I didn't day. Think, I didn't think it was going to go the way it went. To this yeah. day. Because a lot of people are like, yo, you got to change your name and try it. I'm like, nah, man. What? I'm riding it. I'm just stubborn. I'm Why just were like, people saying to change your name? I don't know. Because at that time, I was DJing like... I was DJing a lot of these older, like, I shouldn't say older, old, old school parties and right. stuff. So they're just like, ah, eh, Channel 9 name, whatever. Because they had all the DJs playing. They had their first name. There was a Carl Allen. There was a Quincy. There was a Juice Man. There was all that. Oh, there's a Channel 9. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, don't worry. Just let me play. I can't <laughs> even imagine you as a different DJ name now at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just So I just took it and I ran with it. I said, yep, this, this is where we're going to right. go with it. We're going to lock it in and keep right. it on that channel and just keep it going. See, that's something right. you and I have in common because I yeah. didn't pick my name either. I oh, didn't, no? I didn't pick Reddy Fox. A friend of mine was just messing around one day and said, I'm going to call you Red Fox for the day. Just yeah. out of the blue, having fun. This is even before I started DJing. Oh, nice. And it just stuck. And then when we started DJing, he was like, yeah, you are you don't have a choice. You're DJ Reddy Fox. And I was like, I don't have a say in <laughs> but this. But the name suits you, though. Like, I love it. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, see, yeah. I think this, again, we're just biased by yeah. the 30-plus years of hearing the name over and <laughs> so over. So I'm so used to it, Yeah, right? I can't picture you being anything but DJ well, Channel 9 now. Well, I took the name, and I have just ran with it, and I'm just keeping it keeping it going. Um, so if, you, if you were talking to a DJ today who's going to be starting... He's, he really wants to be a DJ, what advice would you give him? Go do your homework. Go out there, do your homework. Don't, 
don't just grab your eight bars and just go out there because all these record pools they have your eight bars. Right. I mean, you're all, you're all, we're all in those pools. They send you all that stuff. I still do my own re-edit. Right. I still take it. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do my own re-edit because I don't like the way it sounds. I'll move the choruses around, do whatever. Right. But right. I'd say go out there, listen, see what other DJs are playing, see what they're doing, right. see the crowd. You have to do it all. Like it's uh, yeah. a it's a process. Yeah, it's a process. And you know what? I did that naturally. Yeah. I didn't. No one told me a go and. Mm-hmm. to clubs and listen to other guys and just pay attention to the crowds and all that stuff. That is such a vital thing to be able to do to kind of get a feel for what people like from what they don't, the style of DJing that you want to do the whole nine and all that stuff. But I don't know now if that's necessarily a good thing. Well, you know what? I always tell everybody, I go, you look at DJing as life. Like, okay. and I've heard this, this is like, I was listening to an interview with Seinfeld or something and it just resonated. I'm like, this is so true because it was like, if you ask a DJ, how long you've been DJing and they'll say, Oh, two years. Okay. So you're a two year old. You know what I mean? That's right, it. Right. Also of us who've been DJing for 20. Yeah. We're 20 year olds. So we're matured in this DJ game now. Right. You're still a baby. You're too young. You're five year old. You're still, you're not, you're still growing. Now when you're 10 years now, you're developing. So now you think of a mind of a 10 year old. They're getting right. mature. Right. They're starting up. There's, they're getting, they're getting their groove. But then there's some people who are way advanced. They're like two year old, but they're like, wow, yeah. blow yeah. your mind off. Right. Yeah. Can't believe this. Yeah. Like but, a game. Like Jay Morant, whatever, in uh, the NBA. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm like saying? He's playing like he's been in the league for like exactly, right? five years. Or Luka Doncic. <laughs> Luka Doncic. Exactly. Yeah. So, but then, as I say, you, we all have our jobs. And then you have some guys who've been there 30 years, but they're still, you should be retiring for now. But right. they don't. They're still around. Right? Do you, so. How long do you think you, do, do you see yourself retiring at all? or You know what? Uh, I never even crossed my mind to retire. I thought I was done with radio. Right. Mel called me back. Right, <laughs> I was done. Right, yeah. How did the, so? What happened? How did that uh, come to be? She had the show. Of course, she was doing the uh, Studio B. I think it was still Studio B at that time. Maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Then years meshed together. Yeah. So um, I would go in there maybe once a month and just do a set and just right. that's it. I'm gone. I'll see you next a month or see you two months later. Right. Then she was like you know what, uh, are you interested in coming back to it? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> right? So Why weren't but, you, why? I was just done with radio. I oh. was like, you know what I mean? Do you not like teaching? Well, I, I love doing it, but because I guess I was just kind of, after CKLN, I was like, right. because, you know, doing a radio show, like it's a two-hour set, but it's a two-hour show, and then the preparation was just yeah. so much. It was yeah. crazy. But um, now, after the static show was done, well, after everybody left, Cam left, Buddha left, Raymond left. So it was just me by myself. I had the two intern girls with me. Okay. But then they left. So I was just doing the show. But then preparing, doing interviews, doing the mixes. It's a lot it for all. one person. It was to a do. lot. Yeah. So did I, it burn I, you? It burned you out. I was burnt out. <laughs> I was burnt. So I was just done. I was enjoying my free time. I was like, oh, this is great. Right. I'm doing. So Mel just said, think about it. And I said, you know what? I go, let me try it for a couple. Let me try for a couple of weeks or months and see. And. It just started taking off. <laughs> like, right. I never expected to take off the way it did. It was right. like, like every time we're leaving the show, like I'm always getting Instagram emails or sending music, this and that. When can we come through? Like it's just right. nonstop. That's amazing. I love nonstop. that. Though. I love right. that. I like I like the freedom that you have from DJing on radios. I love it. Yeah. Like, 
you can play anything really. You can go in any direction. You can just experiment. Wait, I find at least I feel the freedom to experiment more when I'm DJing. Oh, on the radio, oh, on the sure. radio because for sure. These yeah. are songs I would never play in the club, right. but I'm gonna go off on the radio with them, right? Right, yeah. and then you're gonna get oh, what song is that? What song? Well, now people can just shazam it, but yeah. you know, it feels so different to me. Well, at least. It, it, I don't DJ in clubs quite as much as I used to now, mm-hmm. and I almost feel like I'm kind of slowly progressing into semi-retirement, retirement sort of kinda. You know, the bug will hit you again. Well, well, the <laughs> yeah. thing is, I'm I'm interested in doing different things yeah. in terms of DJing. Like for me now, like uh, I want to do a lot of more, a lot, a lot of more, <laughs> a lot more rock events, nice. like rock okay. music yeah. stuff or whatever. I find it more challenging. I enjoy the music, and this is the issue that I'm having with the music that's coming out today is that I'm just not enjoying it. Yeah, well, that, I felt that same way too. I wasn't enjoying it. There was a lot of there was underground music that was coming out that I loved. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to start playing this. Right. The problem is with me is that uh, you can never get clean edits for it. Yeah, right? so yeah, not just that too, yeah. but the the newer, newer music. popular stuff that people would want to hear that they I hate playing it in the clubs. I just like I'm not a big fan of. The, I'm gonna do it though. I'm gonna do it my channel nine way of playing it. But right. I wasn't a fan of. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how do you how do you square that? Because um, I've always found it hard to play stuff that I don't necessarily like just for the sake of pleasing a crowd. You yeah. know what I mean? Like um. It has to be mutual. It has to be that the crowd likes it and I like it. Yeah. Because if I'm not into the song or the music or even just the overall set, yeah. I feel like the crowd can feel my lack of energy. Well, yeah, you can feel it too. If you're yeah. a DJ in a club and you're hearing another DJ, you can, you can tell the guy's not into it. Right. <laughs> right? right. So, so how, do you, how, do you, how do you deal with that I've challenge? Always, I've always just tried to challenge myself. I said, okay, if I'm out there right now, what would I like to hear? What can I make? What can I do to make these people dance? What can I make myself a better DJ? And go on. Right. So me being at Parkdale, that just opened up a whole new door of... Are you still doing Parkdale? No, we actually... And that was another thing. I didn't really quit. They just had a... They had the doors closed, flood, whatever. I was there for 10 years. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, That's yeah, the thing. Because yeah. I, was, I was trying to... While I was reading up on you again and just yeah. kind of looking through everything. Because I had already known you were at Parkdale. Yeah. And all that stuff. And I, it's one of those things where I'm not necessarily connected with what's happening in the city anymore. Just because yeah, I'm course. only focused on my own stuff. Yeah. Or if I'm not working, I'm home. <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> That's... it. Like, I don't... Like, before, especially earlier in my DJ career, even if I wasn't working, I'd want to be somewhere just to you know catch a vibe of yeah of what's, where, happening of what's happening on the or whatever yeah. and i just love hearing all you guys spin so it's like that's another thing too if the dj's not good at a party i have a yeah. very hard time have you been able to do that turn off that part of your brain when you're not out like you're just out? i try not to i just want to just have fun and but can you yeah i can at times you'll sit there and you'll listen and i'm like ah, okay you know what i mean but um yeah, <laughs> it's hard though because we're DJs. We have we listen. We have the ear to music. Yeah, the critical but ear. If I'm out there with someone, I just want to, look. I just want to have a good time with you and our just good time. Let's have a good great time together. Let's have all this party. No, I'm not going to think about music. Let's just go out. But then, right, the DJ ear kicks in. Yeah, yeah, you know the, I mean? that's the thing. And the only way you can enjoy yourself is if the DJ's good. Yeah, because if the DJ's even not so good, even though the crowd may not be noticing things that they're doing that's not good, you will. Yeah, <laughs> you will for sure. Right, and it's. It, like I, I can notice when they speed a song up too quickly. Exactly, you know what and I mean? that's why I noticed with a lot of DJs that this pitch is all the way at the end. I was like, okay, all right. But people don't notice. They don't notice. They're so dancing. Because, yeah. They're having fun. But that's what DJs feel like. They these mostly new, not all new. Like they will speed it up, and they feel if it's much faster now, it's going to be much better. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that. Do way. you think they think that? 
or maybe they just think it's a quick mix or try to get it in in and out. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't do it, so that's, I don't know what. No, but yeah, is. no, that's you no. Know, but yeah, I'm just saying. Like I've been places, and I you can t- I can tell when he's speeding it up. Like yeah. I'm assuming he's doing it so that he can properly mix the next song that he wants to play. Like the pitches are exactly. Maybe too much I think that too. Apart. I I know it's a lot in in the reggae parties. <laughs> oh, that happens a lot. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent a lot. <laughs> I was talking to Lindo the other day about that. I go, Lindo, what's going on? He goes, Why? I don't know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> How is Lindo? I haven't seen him Lindo's in a minute. Lindo's good. Yeah, I mean, Lindo is another one that we grew up with. Like, okay. we used to yeah. always take the bus. We see him on the bus as well. Right, yeah. Raymond and him used to go to uh, Lieberman together. Then, then Raymond came to Mary Ward after, right? So, oh, but we're always, with, we're always with Lindo. He used to come by our area in Chester and hang out with yeah. us the whole time. He's so. another one I got to get to come through here. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's just... One of the greatest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't even want to say reggae DJ. I just want to say DJ. Period. He's like, plays, he plays re- hip hop better than some hip hop DJs. I'm yeah. like, how is this possible? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. This Lindo, amazing. Lindo's out of control, man. Amazing. I've never. He was one of the first people I've seen cutting up a 45. Oh like, yeah, there, like because the the space that you're working with for the size of the record. <laughs> and for and how you've got to be able to like scratch it and all that and I then was, he has the water bottle spraying right. the, yeah, yeah, yeah spraying the water and he's just like going crazy i was like this guy yeah. is just yeah i think awesome. he, i think he broke one of my needles once though yeah yeah i'm pretty sure he did you're pretty <laughs> sure he did yeah he, the records that he, he he was playing off my records are all wet and i'm like okay but oh, he did give me some records back. He said, "Yo, don't worry, here, take this, take this." I'm right. like, "Okay." So we we kind of we kind of squared it up. Sick. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite genre of music that you like to play? Ah, uh, I love old school. Like I love old school, like funk, funkadelic, and like just stuff. I love playing that. Is there yeah. a, a, a genre of music you're not fond of playing that you have to on Trap. occasion? Trap? Right, oh, really? right away. Okay. Uh, you know yeah. what? I'm I'm gonna offend some people by saying this, but soca for me. It's, oh yeah. Uh, it's, I'm not like. I'm not a soca person per okay. se, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no there's getting around not playing soca. What I used to do back in the day, especially around Caravana time, is that mm-hmm. I would just find out whatever the most popular songs are that yeah. um, you know I haven't been paying attention to. I go get them, yeah, and then for the whatever the weekend, at least I have those popular songs and I can make it through the weekend, and then I mm-hmm. wouldn't think about them again for a little bit. But um, yeah, I guess for me, I would say R&B used yeah. to be my favorite genre. Of music to play, but I just yeah. love R and B. Period. Well, right? there you go. Like funk, then just R and B and all that stuff. Yeah. Right? Do you, how how much do you feel that the the game has changed from going analog vinyl to digital? Um, anyone can be a DJ now. That's one thing. Right. right? That's how. Uh, that's one thing. I still love the uh, vinyl aspect. That's why I still. Um, you do the all vinyl party still, right? Yes. Um, they invited me a couple times. Mensa? So Mensa and them. Yeah, I've done the vinyl party with them. Amazing concept. Love it. You know. Is it? Oh, I like it. I like it because for me, I, don't, I only have to do it one time. I just come out there one year and bring it out and do it. I, I understand the novelty of wanting to um, spin vinyl, but I just don't think the crowd cares. No, they just, as long as they're hearing what they are. Yeah, only true DJs <laughs> will know, right? Right, so, yeah. Yeah, right? that's, that's so. the thing. Because I went, came to one of the all vinyl parties once. Yeah. And um, I was like, the party was good and everything. Yeah. But I was like, 
from the crowd perspective, I was like, these people they don't, don't care. care. They don't even realize what's happening. Yeah, you could be playing music off of an iPod. Yeah, they wouldn't care they as long as they're hearing what they're liking. So I was 100%. like, I always was like, okay, it's yeah. a nice concept, but I think it's just more for DJs than yeah, it, it is. is for the. It is more for these. They they grew it into a good brand now. So hats yeah. off to them. Big shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Agile, uh, Mensa, Mensa, and um, Jigs. And Jigs. Jigs, okay. yeah. So they've been doing it. They're taking it. I know they're doing it in Vancouver and taking it all different places. Quite frankly, I don't miss vinyl. No, I don't miss carrying it either. Yeah, like I, <laughs> right? I, I destroyed my mom's car. Oh yeah. Um, I destroyed my own car. <laughs> I um, did the same thing. Like shocks done. Yeah, right? like yeah, because whatever you're out every weekend. Yeah. With ten crates in your car. Oh yeah. Loaded down. On the um, highway. I had a conversation with RG just a couple of days ago. We were talking about G Spot. Like we were <laughs> playing there December time. It was a while back. And right. G Spot was away. like every room they had a DJ, whatever. Right. Someone got shot or was just oh, shooting man. in there. <laughs> Couldn't get my vinyl for New Year's at the DJ New Year's. Couldn't get nothing. They were just all sitting there. Right. Police are like, nah, you can't get them. <laughs> you, won't, won't, you won't get them. So what, it's like evidence now kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, I guess there? it was just sitting there. So New Year's party, I had to go, yo, can I borrow this, borrow that, and oh, try to go and DJ, that's right? horrible. So that was like, okay. That's horrible. So now when the Serato thing came, first it was a final scratch. People were on that. I said, nope. I'm waiting for this thing to get all the bugs out. Okay. So by that time, I was just burning all my stuff to CD. CD, yeah. Yeah, that then was, waiting. Oh, man. And so that, it was so much work, huh? You see how much work it was? A process Crazy. it was. And the mistake I made when I first started switching over to digital, um, especially using CDs and stuff, and going from CDs to digital, because I had all these CDs moving from vinyl to CD. Yeah. So I had all these CDs now because the CDJs had come out. So we were yes. like, oh, so now we can kind of DJ DJ yes. with CDs. And we were like, okay, this is great. So next thing you know, we're all walking with four books <laughs> of, 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 of CDs. CDs. That's right. And all that stuff. And then everything went to Serato, Serato. and stuff. So I was like, okay, now I have to rip yes. everything on my CDs. All the way right So over, that I yeah. can have MP3s now. And I didn't realize how important bit rates were at the yes, time. Because, yeah, some people were doing 128. And D- you got to get to 93, 96. D- and it was 320. Yeah. You know how many... <laughs> songs deep i was when i realized bitrate was important oh, i yeah. had to start all over yeah, again. yeah yeah i had to do it too i don't miss those days i, I don't do miss any of that at all i don't miss having to figure out where's the dj booth how much space do i yeah, have uh, yeah who else is djing um where can i park so <laughs> not only that because you'd have to come unload your stuff yep. bring them inside then go park then go back to the club mm-hmm. and then try to figure out Especially if the DJ booth was up somewhere high, or you had to go upstairs, yeah, or you had like to... Atlantis, right? Atlantis. <laughs> right. I don't know how you guys were doing. That was like at Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, because you go up. You first you have to bring your crates up, then you got to push it up. Like it was just insane. I don't know how that worked, but we had to do it. You just got to. You don't miss that, do you? No, I don't miss. That. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. Oh my gosh. Atlantis and Seven was terrible. Seven was bad because you're going like a whole bunch of flights of stairs. What was Seven again? Seven Red on King and um, we were doing the live tear down there. Okay. Yeah, live tear we were doing there. It was, it was me, Tyrone, Boogeyman, uh, Quincy, and Mark Strong. Okay. Yeah, so we're just doing, um, yeah, we're doing the live tear. Oh, actually, Lil Red was there too. Red, okay. Lil Red at the time. Is she just Red now, I think? She's just Red now. Okay. Yeah, but I don't, she was there I'm hosting sure. too. Yeah. Okay, big shouts to Just Red. Yeah, Might as well shout out JYs while I'm at it too, because every time I think of her, I think of JYs. Yeah, like, yeah, JYs, big shout uh, out to her. They're him. matched in my brain yeah, 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 from yeah, all yeah. those years that they had spent your together. Your Bridget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about social media in terms of how it's kind of changed the DJ game somewhat? Because um, for me, from my own personal experience, again, 
it's cool for me to meet someone, a club owner or a promoter, and they don't need to know who I am per se. Yeah. But when they don't know who I am, the first question usually comes up is, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Yeah, how big of a social media following do you have? And coming from the old school, obviously there was no social media when we first started Nothing. DJing. It was just you got a job based on how good you were as that's a it. DJ. As and, and let the promoter do right. their thing and that's it. Right? And so. again, I don't want to be like old man yelling at clouds and being yeah. like, you know, you know, these concerned kids yeah. these days don't well, know what they could well, that's, that's what everyone's looking at. They're looking at your followers. They're trying to book you because they're thinking that you're a promoter too. Or you're going to go on your social media and say all that with everybody and get everybody to the club. Right. So the promoters are just relying on the DJs too. So I have to tell them, I go, look, my job is to DJ. Your job is to get the people in there. Like, right. I can't do your job, too. You can't come here and DJ. Like, I'm not... You can't hire me to do two jobs. Right. So, yeah, do your yeah. job. I'll do mine. Yeah, that's that's, that's been a thing, um, a challenge for me. And I don't want to hate yeah. on the game, per se, because it's just got to deal with the reality of what it is today, right? Oh, yeah. Like, um, and especially for DJs that are new that don't have any before picture, this is the only thing they've ever known. So, yes. uh, unfortunately, from my... Uh, observation they're focusing more on their social media than they are on their their craft yeah yeah their dj skills their dj skills oh for sure 100 yeah. percent. and you've noticed that have oh, you yeah. yeah when i go out there and you hear guys play i'm like Oof. okay right. <laughs> you know what i mean right as i say not all some are like some yeah. got it yeah some, some really got some it. actually do yeah you know whatever work on their craft but yeah. then uh, other guys too they're focusing on what's getting them work yeah which I, again true. i don't blame them per se because if he's got two thousand people following him on instagram and twitter then obviously he has the potential to reach a lot to of reach people. a large yeah, exactly but then once he's on the decks <laughs> well that's another story <laughs> Oh, well. The eye roll just happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's again. It's it's just a weird uh, thing. The perspective of seeing what it was like before to what it is now, and yeah. the questions that you get asked now in terms of, yeah, how many people can you bring? And then I'm. I've always felt like that. I've always like, well, that's not my job. That's yeah, exactly. I never felt that was my job. So yeah. that's why there's your promote. You promote. You hired me to do my job. So I'm there to do my job. Do, you, do when you're out playing are you posting on yeah i post because people always ask like where you at and what are you doing so i'll post i always mention it if i'm uh i'm on the show i mean me and mel always at the end of the show we do a roundup what we're doing for the weekend like where are you gonna be like what so if i'm not gonna be anywhere just check out the podcast just go i'm working on that just doing mixes and putting it out and so but you're you're still fully in love though with dj oh yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. you know i mean I, i love it i love um doing it and of course as we're all coming from that era we're just very perfectionist so yeah. sometimes i'm just like no i don't like this <laughs> i'm scrapping right. these mixes going moving on to a next yeah right? yeah so. i gotta think about maybe putting out mixes again but it's just mm. uh, do, you, do you still yeah. practice um i practice like just knowing where a bar is and everything is courses okay. and hooks and stuff right, right? Right. It's not like I go out there and practice to DJ a party. I'm just like, no, I, I in my head, I know. Where Back I'm in the day, though, you were practicing all the time, I imagine, right? Oh, yeah. Just on the come up, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I used yeah. to I used to go to parties and like hearing DJs play. I would go home and I'm right in the basement. Just like, OK, get into like three in the morning. I'm sorry to like uh, three hours just in there. Right. Mom waking her up. Like, yeah. oh, sorry. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Parents yeah. used to yell at me all the time, too, for playing music yeah. too loud and stuff. But yeah, like, I, I don't know if um. It's I've, my craft or whatever my skills have suffered from it. It's just I just don't even feel like I have the time anymore to what I used to do every time I got home, whether it was from school or whatever, I would play for four hours yes. almost every day. I would just in my mind, I would say, say to myself, OK, 
it's 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's 10 o'clock in the night right now. The club's <laughs> just starting. What would you do? And then yeah. I would kind of progress that way. And after an hour, I'd say, okay, it's 11 o'clock. There's more people here. But I'm imagining all this. This is me in my yeah. bedroom playing <laughs> by myself kind of thing. And I would do this all the time. I would do four-hour sets. Yeah. Um, just kind of envisioning what the club would be like and what music you would play. And I would just do a whole night and I would just keep doing that every day. Yeah. But it's not like you're doing that set though, because you don't know what type of crowd you're going to have. You're going to have a whole different. Yeah, not necessarily, but I just wanted to be able to know that I could just DJ for four hours kind of thing. And even then now, I don't even think that happens too often with everyone. Like you're DJing with at least a couple other people. Yeah. Well, apart there, I was the only one there. So, which is good. They just had it strictly me. So I who was else doing, was so? It well, was, there was me and DJ Tabs. Tabs was there on the Saturday. I was there on the Friday. Okay, right. So, um, so they just had us there. Then we had our one-off nights where we do our '90s party. That was with uh, Scott Boogie Kidsy. Okay, so we do our '90s party uh, one 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 the third Friday of the month. We would do it. And speaking of Kidsy, which yeah. I just saw two ah, seconds he ago, passed, yes, he just passed by. You guys, uh, the I think it's a Canada Day cruise yes is that what you got you guys um, still doing that that's yeah that's all kids see stuff he does okay. his, he does like four bull cruises a year then he just calls us to book us i didn't do none with him this year okay so um it's just like when oh. I, was, I was actually all booked so okay i, I thought that was something that you guys conspired no, on that together was, that was all him that's all his okay. stuff yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's i haven't good. seen him in a minute as well either yeah so for so for the upcoming year now it's a brand new year it's 2020 2020 it's 2020 wow. so um what can you tell us in terms of what you got kind of mapped out for the year obviously you're going to still be doing studio b studio b yeah. um i'm just bookings just off just places just right. uh, one-off stuff here and there okay nothing in uh, stone i'm this weekend i'm going to ottawa i'm doing something in ottawa this weekend and uh, plug it plug yeah. it say what it is because we're gonna wrap up soon now but um this is obviously the natural progression at the end of the conversation is what do you have coming up oh so okay that, well this is your perfect opportunity to well. conference center i'm gonna be down there doing <laughs> an event i'm still getting the details i've just right. got to get down there sure. early and there's they're gonna you thought well, i'm like okay. i don't know okay come down we're booking you i'm like cool no problem right um but the main thing is really what i am really just focusing is studio b that's our uh yeah that's the baby, the puppy that we're, yeah, we're working with. Right? Yeah, it's dope. And I'm enjoying um, doing hashtag on vibe yes, as well. Yes, that's right. And this is great. Like when I came over there, like the reception was amazing. I yeah. was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. There's like everybody called, welcome, welcome, welcome. Like, manifest, oh, man. Okay. Wow. Manifest. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. tip your hat to man. He's running yeah. a well oiled machine over there, but great. he's just he's doing it all by himself for yeah. the most part. It seems like he's just grinding 24 7. Yes, he is. Like yeah. we're there at night, eight o'clock, and he's still there. We finish our show. I'm like, you're still here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's still there hanging out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So big shouts to DJ Manifest. So yeah. once again, Studio B is uh, every Tuesday, Tuesday 8 p.m. on 10. 5 105. Yes. 8 to 10 and um it's you and mel boogie yeah and it's just good music if someone had never heard of the show or had never listened to it how would you describe the show to them it's um it's a hip-hop bass with we uh we, we've been lately doing more reggae and a little soca in there too throwing a little sprinkles of stuff oh, yeah? in there yeah i'm not okay. really getting too crazy but we're, we've been sprinkling a little thing but it's a hip-hop underground bass show but we do still do some commercial tracks here right. and there so i with me personally when i dj i like to dj tracks where i have that if you're hearing it on commercial radio you're not gonna hear it over here right so right but you know just some tracks that will filter through we'll play it and 
we'll go through, right? But okay. as what you say, it's one of those shows where we get to play a lot of stuff that we would hardly ever play. Right. So yeah. th- that's what this is about. Yeah, that's right? the one thing I missed from DJing on radio. But man, Channel 9, man. Wow. Thank you so much for coming through, man. Damn. Like, this has been fun. Um, I've learned a lot again. I didn't know. <laughs> I can't believe all these years. How was it that I was never in the same room with you and Tona at the same time that I couldn't like piece it together? <laughs> On my own, I would make a horrible detective. Uh, don't worry, it's not you. A lot of people they they, they couldn't believe it because yeah. like you know we'll post family pictures like yo Tony's here. How's Tony? Here? How, how, why is he here? Right. So right. people don't even know. Right. Right. But it's cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. yeah. So thank you so much for coming out. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you yeah, for no, having this, me. This has been dope. And um, again, if you guys want to follow DJ Channel Nine, it's at DJ Channel Nine. Yes. All letters, no numbers. And you can follow him on Instagram or Twitter. And you can listen to him every Tuesday night on Vibe 105 with DJ Mel Boogie doing Studio B 8 to 10 p.m. 8 so, to 10 p.m. My girl, DJ Mel Boogie. Awesome. So let's end the show, as I always do, with words of wisdom. Yes. So these are words of wisdom coming from Will Smith. And as a DJ, you are going to have bumps in the road. You're going to stumble. you got to get back up. And you're going to fail sometimes. Failure is part of it. We've all messed up. We've all had horrible nights at clubs. Clear the dance floor. And everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, or clear yeah. the dance floor yeah. and stuff. So um, these are words of wisdom from Will Smith on failure and how it is important in succeeding. So thank you, DJ Channel 9. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. So here are words of wisdom from uh, Will Smith. And I will see you guys in the next episode. You know, it's always a little bit frustrating to me when, when people have a negative relationship with failure. Failure is a massive part of being able to be successful. You have to get comfortable with failure. You have, you have to actually seek failure. Failure is where all of the lessons are. You know, when you go to the gym and you work out, you're actually seeking failure. You want to take your muscles to the point where you get to failure because that's where the, the adaptation is. That's where growth is. Successful people fail a lot. They fail a whole lot more than they succeed. They extract the lessons from the failure and they use that the the energy and they use the wisdom to come around to the next phase of success gotta take a shot you have to live at the edge of your capabilities you gotta live where you're almost certain you're gonna fail the reason for practice practice is controlled failure you're getting to your limit getting to your limit getting to your limit you can't lift that you can't do that you until you get to the point that all of a sudden your body makes the adjustment and then you can do it failure uh, actually helps you to recognize the areas where you need to evolve so fail early fail often fail forward